No, Mob. I hope this finds you well. What's been happening in your world as we begin to come into the last few weeks of 2023? Some of the common things that I've heard from young Mob to Mob my age in their 40s to our old Mob in their 60s, 70s and 80s is that this has been a fucking hard year. It has been a deep year. It has been a shifting year. And I feel like it's been a year for those who choose to be awake, who choose to tune into their spirit, hear their old people, hear the universe, to be able to hear themselves and whatever it is that's here to guide them. And when you start tuning in and you start going inwards rather than outwards, and you start to give the awakening space, you start to give the awakening time, and you start to give the awakening your attention, it starts to plant that seed and nurture that seed that's been within us all all the time, that we were born with, that we came here in this time and place with the knowledge and the knowing that we choose to be here. We choose to be this person in this time and in this place and to walk this journey. And that can be a really uncomfortable thing to sit with. It can be a really hard thing to accept and to own and to be with. Even those of us that are parents, this knowledge and this knowing that if that is the case, that even our children chose us to be their parents chose this time and place in this journey to walk, to be who they came here to be, and that our job as parents is to allow them the space to do that. Our job as parents is to go on our own journey of living into our purpose and our dreaming and what we came here to do in this time and space and to own and accept that we, are, we don't own our children, that we are only here to guide them. And that guidance isn't just in what we do for them or what we do with them. It's what we do for ourselves. It's who we are. It's how we choose to show up in the world, in the good, the bad, the ugly, the healing, the trauma, all of it. And that it's like watching a baby learn to walk and transition from being a baby to a toddler. That if we try to catch them every time they fall, that if we try to stop them from falling because they're going to hurt themselves. Now, there's a difference between falling and and hurting themselves because they've just fallen on the floor versus them trying to learn how to walk and there's a step or something that is legitimately dangerous. And being able to know the difference between the two is very nuanced. And we have people who are helicopter parents who do not want to see their children crying or hurting. And learning to be within yourself and know the difference of what your capacity is as a parent is is a huge part of the journey of being able to be the parent that your child needs, but also the parent that you're capable of being. And all my life, all I ever wanted to be was a mum, Namika. From as young as I can remember, my heart just yearned to be Namika, like it was a calling on my life. It was a calling on my heart. And all I ever wanted to 
gift my children was the life that I never had, the stability that I never had. And I love both my parents deeply, particularly with, and that love is different because I lost my mum at 20 and I grew up in a very unstable household, a very uncertain household, never quite knowing what we were going to come home to, what state our parents were in, whether that was mum and dad together or my dad and, and my my, my stepmom, or my dad by himself through the different phases of our childhood. And my dad did the best he could. My mum did the best she could, even though she couldn't be with us. And yet it also, at times, for a lot of it, wasn't what we needed, the emotional stability and certainty. My parents were very young when they got together. They were only in their early 20s. Um, my mum had already had a son before she met my dad and my older brother got raised by my grandparents. And by the time my mum was 25 and I think my dad was 26, they'd buried two children and had two living children. So they had four children in their space of that short time. And I cannot imagine what they went through in that time at that age. I mean, I'm 40 now and I've got a 16-year-old who's about to turn 17, 14-year-old twins. I've got an eight-year-old niece that we count as one of our own. We had a, a foster daughter for 10 months and that taught us so much. And then we have our two-and-a-half-year-old who I call my kookaka, my kookaburra, who called me to wake up to my next sunrise. And... The journey of parenting is one that is different for everyone. I mean, even if you've raised siblings, it's different to raising a child from your own body from, from birth, particularly if you haven't had parenting role model to you that is based off of trying to heal your own shit so your kids don't become products of your dysfunction. And we may fail at that. We may show up and do the best we can. And in our children's eyes, we may fail at that. We may not be what they want or what they need. We may have been the person who hurt them, even though it was our sacred promise to ourselves that we'd do our best to be the parents that our children needed and to heal the things our own parents couldn't do for us, to be able to do them for our for our own children. And sitting with these reflections and my journey through motherhood is not something that I've created space for much in previous years. But as I enter my 40th year and I reflect on my parenting and I reflect on the stages where my where my children are at in their own journeys and I sit with the complexity of those relationships, where they are now, where my heart wants them to be and creating space for the hope in the future of what they can be and also sitting and owning 
with integrity that past versions of myself did the best they could with what they had, even if it wasn't what my children needed or wanted of me. And even now, navigating this end of year season, knowing that this Christmas is going to be one of the hardest of my life because it's going to be very different to what I've experienced in the past as a mother, as a woman, as I've made choices this year that I needed to make in order to still be here, alive, in order to still be able to walk this path and this journey. And the decisions and the choices that I've made this year have been, to the best of my knowledge, with the circumstances that I was in, had to be made to be able to walk the path in integrity and in truth with who I'm here to be, and that includes as a mother. And that means that things look very different at this time of year for me, this, that this looks very different for my children. And even now, two weeks out from Christmas, I'm not sure what Christmas Day is even going to look like. Um, I don't currently have my own house and trying to find, trying to be accepted for rental properties in regional Victoria is very challenging because the, the demand is high and the supply is low. So just being able to sit with this uncertainty of what that looks like versus what my heart wants it to look like is a very difficult space to sit within knowing that there's so much out of my control and all I can do is show up with what I've got and who I am and sitting with this sitting with the facts of the situations rather than the story that I want to weave around it is that my children are walking their own path they have their own stories to write, their own journeys to walk, and they have their own version of me that they see, that they've experienced, and that that hasn't always been what they've wanted or needed. And I can't change that. I can't change the things that I've done. I can't change who I've been. And yet creating the space for this reflection creating space for the truth is that I did the best I could with what I had to give my children what I needed and who I was at the time. And I can also own as I create space for who I am and who I'm becoming that I'm going to be doing things very differently, that I am doing things differently. As I learn and I sit in this tender space of, of being and becoming and owning and being with the truth and the reality. And that I have to live within myself. I have to live in this body, this head, this heart, this spirit, this time. So yes, my children need and want a certain version of me. And I also need to be able to live 
within the version of me that I am being each and every day, each and every moment. And creating space to understand how to weave that together, how to create space for the complexity of that and to sit with the knowledge that if I'm coming from my heart and I'm genuinely coming from from love and spirit and truth to the best of my ability, then the rest is just surrender and acceptance that other people's versions of me the the role and the story that I play in their life and what they make that mean or what it becomes is is out of my control and whether it it hurts me or whether it allows me a place in their life is not for me to determine especially after a particular age or season And that hurts my mother's spirit that I can't just make it all right, that I can't just sit in yarning and and find a way to come together. I've cried many tears. I've sat in my own shit, in my own darkness for many days this year. It's seriously been one of the hardest. No, it has been the hardest year of my life. Not because of one incident or one situation or one role, but because of the compounding intersections and waves of things that have happened this year personally, professionally, in the world, in my culture. And just sitting with all of that and all of the complexity, all of the tears, is is challenging. And there's something that I read this morning, or two things that um, really kind of lined up for me. And the three are, is that standing in your own power will either trigger someone's shadow or their light. You're not healing to be able to handle trauma. You're used to trauma. You're healing to be able to handle the joy. All of Western medicine is built on getting rid of pain, which is not the same as healing. Healing is actually the capacity to hold pain. And the final one, and I don't know if this is an actual quote from Denzel Washington, but it made sense and it landed for me, is that your own family will talk shit about you when you're in the process of breaking all their generational curses this ain't for the weak and that's not just family that's community that's culture that when you are working and moving to heal intergenerational trauma and challenges and when you are working to be a bridge between the ancestral and the emerging of the of the old ways and bring them into the now in terms of being able to access culture and language and being able to indigenize my own life and my own ways of being and moving in the world is that I may not be doing it well, I may not be doing it the way other people would do it, but I'm doing it in a way that is accessible to me, that I'm doing it in a way that is available to me with the context of 
what I've got moving through my world at the moment. And I found this to be very true that when standing in my power and being my truth and following my heart, it is 100% a case of you either trigger someone's shadow and their pain and their trauma and their darkness and their ability to use that to want to hurt you or to hold you back or to wipe you out of their life versus others who you standing in your power, you being your truth and following your heart will be a light to other people. It will be an activation to other people to want to do the same for themselves. And how other people respond to me and who I'm being in the world is not for me to dictate or define or to carry. If I can sit in integrity to say I'm doing the best I can with what I've got, I'm owning my shit and I'm showing up to be and do what I'm here to do, then the rest is out of my control. I can sit in spaces with other people and navigate that, but I will no longer diminish, I will no longer abandon, and I will no longer use my own hand, my own weapons, my own energy as a weapon or as a tool against myself. I will love and honour past versions of myself because she did the best, they did the best they could to be that version of themselves at that time. And the idea that healing is both about the capacity to be able to move with pain and not run or shut down from pain and that holistically our ability There's a difference between pain and suffering. Pain is a normal part of life. When you fall down and hurt yourself and you injure yourself, that's going to be painful. Suffering will come when you ignore the pain and you don't give that injury the time to heal and doing the things you need to do to be able to recover. Pain is when you get hurt in a relationship and you choose to put in place a boundary to protect yourself and to say yes to yourself. And when that boundary is not respected or honoured and you do the things you need to do to either evolve that relationship or to end that relationship and move move forward, pain is, is the knowledge of doing that work. Suffering is choosing to hold on to past versions of yourself or past versions of that relationship that are no longer available or were never available. Suffering is romanticizing the reality and the facts of the situation. And suffering is staying in relationships and spaces that do not serve or honor the current version of you or who you're becoming. And that in order to stay in those relationships or spaces, it requires you to abandon a part of yourself or to be a version of yourself that is not who you really are. Pain is knowing that in order to belong to yourself, in order to be at home in your own heart and your own body, is about honouring who you are and who you're becoming. And that may not be suitable or allowed for everybody. And that may be, the pain may be in sitting with the truth of you may need to let those relationships go or just put them down until they can come back together at a later date and meet as new selves who have evolved from past situations. 
suffering is choosing to stay in those situations and those relationships when they do not honor or respect who you are and who you're becoming. And this is also the case as a parent. As, as our children grow and evolve, and I'm not just talking about my biological children, I'm also talking about the young people that I work with and that I will work with. And as, different, as my children become different versions of themselves as they grow through life and they gain more insights and more experiences as they walk their own journey, pain is letting go of the fact that I have no control over our time together and our relationship to a certain extent as they grow and evolve and walk their own paths. Suffering is trying to force something that's out of my control. Suffering is trying to romanticize things. <laughs> Suffering is avoiding being accountable and responsible for who I've been, who I'm being and who I'm becoming, and trying to force things to be a certain way rather than allowing them to be the way they are. Pain is allowing things to be how they are and trying to understand how can I be in that and accept it without abandoning myself, but also without doing more harm to others, particularly my babies. <sighs> Suffering is avoiding the truth or avoiding responsibility and accountability, both for my story that I'm weaving and writing and the story that my young people and babies are, are weaving and writing as they become young people and they move from being children to young people on their own journeys and seeing the world through their own eyes and their own experiences. So I just wanted to share this little bit of insight into where I'm at with my mothering, with my Namika role, and as I begin to create space to reflect and become more aware and more awake to this role in this next season of my life and what it means who I've been, who am I being, and not only who am I being called to be by my children and my own heart, but also by my dreaming as well. And as I accept and surrender to the fact that this is a very difficult season in my life and this is a deep evolution and transformation for my role as Namika and the fact of that I'm used to hardship, I'm used to darkness and that my evolution is being able to hold the pain and that healing is about being able to move with that pain and being able to be use discernment, the difference between the pain and the suffering but also building my capacity to be able to hold joy in moments rather than in days or seasons, because that's out of my control. Look for the moments, the glimmers of light, of play, of joy, of love, and being able to weave those moments into my children's lives and into my own life as I begin to navigate the being and becoming of a whole new self and the emergence of a new life and a new way of being, a new chapter that I never imagined, I never wished for, I had never written into the future versions of my life. And yet, as I awaken more deeply to myself and to my life and, and to what it is that I'm here to do, 
understanding that standing in my power, being my truth and, and following my heart, being my warrior heart, will either trigger someone else's shadow or it will activate someone's light and be the plant a seed or be a ripple effect for that person to take the next step in their journey. Big love you, mob.